Hi, and welcome back to The Secret Life of Parkinson's. I'm Jessica Krauser, and I'm with Brian Baker. Just the two of us again. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Nope. No. I... Not a good singer. So, <laughs> today, we're going to talk about Hollywood. Are we going to Hollywood? No. Have you ever been there? No. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> so... So there's a couple things going on, which is why we want to talk about Hollywood. First is um, Michael J. Fox documentary still has been released on Apple. And you have not seen it yet, right? I have not. So you're not one of the cool kids. No. So I saw it um, when we were in New York. They did a screening of it. And I know uh, a bunch of our Parkinson's friends saw it at the gym last week. So I got probably a good amount of feedback I would say from from people that I thought I'd share or talk about but did you hear anybody talk about it um just what Steve had mentioned he said he saw it twice and mm -hmm. he said the first time he thought it was great and the second time it was got a little more emotional for him yeah yeah and it's probably like that I'm sure like it's like you know that excitement and you know learning what he's talking about but there's one thing that I I wanted to point out and I pointed this out to my friends um, on my young onset, young onset group. The ladies. The ladies. Um, is that people have to remember that this is a documentary about Michael J. Fox. Not about Parkinson's. Who happens to have Parkinson's. It is not about, it's not a documentary about Parkinson's starring Michael J. Fox. Does that make sense? It does to me, just Alrighty. amazing. But I mean, but seriously, because I think, you know, some people um, hesitate watching it or, you know, maybe they don't like how some things are portrayed. But again, this is a documentary about his life, mm -hmm. which included all the things like they talked a lot about family ties and back to the future and what his work schedule looked like and then what his family life was like. And then Parkinson's, you know, kind of came into play. So Melissa sent a note and she said she's watched it three times and each time she gets a little bit more out of it. But I think what she pointed out is she's viewing it from the eyes of somebody without Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. So from her perspective, you know, she wanted to share her thoughts, but she's like, I've asked a lot of people how they felt about the movie. So these are friends at the gym. Some said incredible, awesome, loved it. And others said somber depressing you know just not something that they would want to watch and 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 i get that but i think what we have to remember is that you know this guy has had this for 30 years like so when you see him shaking or when you see the different things like can you imagine how tiring yeah it has to be i mean i've only had i've only been diagnosed for four years and sometimes i feel tired but like yeah. that's a lot yeah and you're not nearly as, as wiggly and squiggly as he is can you speak up? You are not nearly as wiggly and squiggly as he is. Well, I'm not because... Because you're not that far advanced. I'm not that advanced. <laughs> the one time you don't want to be advanced. Which actually brings up a good topic, and this was something I was going to have maybe talk about as a separate episode, but we'll keep it here. So, Carbidopa Levodopa, gold standard. Gold standard. Right. People I know have mentioned to family and friends and, you know, even on the on the comments of the podcast that I don't look like I have Parkinson's. That's I have heard that. And I, I get that a lot. And there's others who get that as well. Um, 
But I think what I can say is, one, I'm not that far in, so I do not progressed very far. And I'm also on carbidopa levodopa. So however... The gold standard. The gold standard. So however, like, let's say, you know, everyone's here on day one. So if I'm just up here, carbidopa levodopa works really well. If I wasn't on carbidopa levodopa, I'd still be here. I would just probably look worse. Right. You know, I would shake because I do have tremors. So I would shake more. I would probably... You need a little tremor right there. I do, yeah. I, my medicine's taking a minute to kick in. Um, I'm sure my foot, my leg would be more rigid and I would have right. the drop foot even more pronounced. But, but I am on it. So it helps kind of cover that. For people, and I'm saying this because in my young onset group, it came up the other day, that doctors are still saying, well, it only has like a five-year lifespan, carbidopa levodopa. So, you know, wait to take that so that you get the most out of it, which is not the case. Right. And I, and you probably read about this too, but so say for example, you know, baseline here, Jess is here. Right. Um. And I'm taking carbidopa levodopa, which is helping out, but I'm going to get worse. So let's say even five to 10 years down the road, carbidopa levodopa is going to have to increase, but it can only do so much right. until it stops. It doesn't stop working. It's just that I'll be worse than what it's capable of doing. Right. Now, if I waited to take carbidopa levodopa and said, you know, I'm still progressing and I never took anything. Well, now I'm trying to say carbidopa levodopa helped me up here. Yeah. And it... So if somebody starts taking it at that point, like 10 years from now, they'll see a benefit, but they could have seen a lot more better life if they did it in the beginning. Yeah. Do you know what it, Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I always tell people it's, it's all about quality of life. And I think that's what Dr. Patel and I said, too. It's, you know, I, I, I was one of the people, I think just like you were, just like most of us are, who was hesitant to start medication. Mm-hmm. Then once I started, I started seeing the effects of it, how much easier life could be, how much more enjoyable life could be. Because yeah. I'm not stiff, I'm not rigid, or as rigid. Like, what it's doing for us right now, it's not going to do that for me if I wait 10 years. Because I'm mm. going to be too far. Right. It's going to go past, like, the the power right. of the drug. Yeah, like I said, I think you said it before, like, I, after looking back now, there was no reason to wait to start for me. But... Mm. Yeah, we all have to kind of take our own journey through that. Yeah, I mean, every you have to learn. Every like like a kid, you have to, everybody has to learn on their own. But I think what was also interesting that I thought about today is you with DBS. You're on no meds, right? That is correct. So you're now at almost like ground zero, right? right. Like you're starting at. It's almost like DBS had you go back. Yeah, I mean, to a good spot. Yeah, meaning as you because we're going to keep progressing. We are. I know. Did they not tell you that? I didn't know. Did they give you that memo? No. Um, so as you progress, you'll probably, you can play with your um, DBS, stuff. DBS stuff, but you'll yeah. probably add medication on at some yeah. point, right? Yeah, because I think in talking to most of the multiple doctors, it's very uncommon for somebody to go from just DBS to having no meds. Usually you're still on minimal meds. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you just don't get that fall off when you're on DBS, so... I'm not sure if you could get that or not, but I used to, I mean, I, I got to the point where I just, if I, if it wasn't every four hours, I just, yeah, I felt drop, then it'd be the spike. Yeah. Then drop. I do. It's not as probably pronounced. Yeah. As what you feel. But again, it's going back to DBS 
put from you were you were here dbs mm-hmm. kind of put you down here and now the medication when you do need to take it again it'll have a better effect or whatever than if you stayed up here and right. you were taking like 12 pills right right yep so i hope that made sense to everybody okay um but i i did like the the still documentary um i went in it knowing what i was going to see but i kept telling myself this you know again he's 30 years in and he even says like you know he he probably could have done things differently like i eliminate stress where i can and i so any of those pressures because stress will make your symptoms worse so i had the ability to go part-time and change the type of job that i was doing so it wasn't as stressful um you know, so, and, and I exercise, I need to eat better. Like yeah, that's the other thing, but there are things that we can do. And he said, you know, you know, should he have stopped working sooner or did other roles or did something like that to ease the stress? So, cause again, that, that exacerbated his symptoms. And I keep reminding people when he's on screen, like doing that documentary, that brings out more symptoms, even though that's his, job he's used to it whatever it doesn't matter like that's going to bring out your symptoms yeah even more that is correct because of the stress yeah well and again it doesn't feel like stress but like i noticed it when i was on my work trip and i was just standing there like welcoming people into a cocktail reception that we had and i was like visibly shaking like and i couldn't i couldn't like i would take a deep breath and like okay relax and then it would start all over again mm. to the point where someone's like, you know, you don't have to be nervous, you know, blah, blah. And you're like, I see you're shaking. You don't have to be nervous or something like that. I'm like, oh, no, I don't. I have Parkinson's. And they're like, oh, oh uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and my friend's like, what did you just say to that guy? <laughs> Open mouth, insert foot. Yeah. But it's like, but I'm fine. I yeah. don't mind telling people I have Parkinson's because, again, it's driving that awareness that somebody my age can have it. Yeah. And so it always yeah. opens up that window to have that conversation. All right. So what about some yeah. of the other things we've heard about? Some other, uh, I know I think you gave me a list of three or four of them that that we want to watch. I know I watched Kaleidoscope yeah. on Netflix, I believe it was. Um, so, yes, individuals were saying, like, is Hollywood getting it right? Or yeah. how do we make Hollywood get it right? So they're not, there's things about the disease that they're not, accurately portraying yeah. so i didn't watch kaleidoscope my mom did and she was like mad about it so what it was, did you only, it was only like a split second where he, where a gentleman gets diagnosed with parkinson's is what i've seen but isn't he the main character he's the main character but um and the when he gets diagnosed the doctor tells him it's i think degenerative and terminal, terminal. not true we know it's not terminal we know you die with parkinson's not because of parkinson's mm-hmm. um so did they get it wrong? I think so, but it really wasn't. I mean, it was so it was so quick and so such a minute piece of it that I didn't even. It, it had you had I not been watching it specifically for that, I wouldn't even noticed. Yeah, it. but it stirred up a lot of. I'm sure. Yeah, because I'm sure there's kids watching it and people watching it going, oh, I didn't know it was terminal. Right. So my mom was watching it, and she knows just because I've educated them so much. She's like, but if I didn't know that, or if you know people that were just diagnosed didn't know that. Yeah. And they hear that, what are they thinking? Um, so I went online and I read some stuff and a few people wrote like on Twitter or whatever and just said, watching Kaleidoscope and they just brought up Parkinson's. 
as some someone whose partner has young onset, seeing the disease become more visible on TV makes me hopeful that the public interest in funding will also rise. So that was a good one. And then somebody else said, okay, I'm loving Kaleidoscope on Netflix, but Parkinson's is not terminal illness. It can cause complications that might shorten your life, but we die with Parkinson's, not from it. Um, so somebody yeah. else said it was like, you know, just just the way that they're talking about it, they didn't love it. Yeah, like I said, it was just such a split second thing. If you're not, if you're not even catch on to it, I don't think if unless okay. you're looking for it. Well, my mom caught it. Yes, she did. She did. Um, and then no, another nothing, nothing is by Deb. <laughs> Debbie catches everything. The other um, show is shrinking. What? <laughs> She catches everything except for these podcasts. Oh, actually, so I know you're watching. I know you are now. So she's she's gonna start watching. She's starting from the beginning. I was like, well, you, you know, there's over sixty, right? And she's like, she's like, yeah, I know. So somebody at her gym, she told she told him about it to to start watching it, and so he did, and he was commenting on it and talking to her, and she's like. Oh, you know, yeah, and he's like, "Well, don't don't you watch him?" And she's like, "Oh, I, I caught a couple," and <laughs> and she was like, "So then I felt like I was embarrassed and I felt bad, and I was like, okay, I'm like not to make you feel worse, but my in laws watch every episode." Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Thanks, Jesse," but uh, so she's gonna be watching. So hi, mom. Um, so shrinking is the other. Yeah, what's that on? I had I didn't see that. I think that's on Apple TV. You don't have Apple. I do not have Apple. Okay, so Shrinking features Harrison Ford and Jason, is it Seagal? Jason Seagal. He's, he's a comedian, very funny. Um, but it talks, it, it's about, they're both therapists. And um, Jason had lost his wife, I think, you know, a year prior, so we don't get to meet her. Um, and they talk, it's just about their clients, and they're just, you know, brutally honest, etc. But um, Harrison Ford's character has um, Parkinson's. And I think the way they just show him, I think, is is fair and fine. I love that they show him in a working environment and that he's a therapist and he's still working. Um, he seems to have more rigidity than like tremors or anything. So a lot of like people wouldn't even know that that's what he has until you get into the into the topics. But somebody mentioned, you know, props to Ford for nailing a lot of Parkinson's mannerisms, holding his hand to not shake tremors while reaching for things overly gripping his tight hand the only thing i didn't like that i saw was when his daughter like he didn't tell his daughter right away mm -hmm. and then once he told her she was like you need to move in with me i don't want you to you know live alone and i think you need to stop working and he somebody told him like you know get your not get your affairs in order but like he was doing his will and all that stuff and it's like Okay, again, going back to like the morbidness of it versus just living your life. Right. So I guess that one wasn't that bad. Yeah, and the same thing with the kaleidoscope. So they did do a good job of portraying the mm -hmm. disease. When he first gets diagnosed, he has like rigidity. Same thing, he's holding his arm, his hands yeah. like that. Um, he has night tears in one, in one scene. Oh, really? He falls out of his bunk because he's in prison. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then than the tremor so it's, it's it was the one good thing they did do of the up to this point that i've seen is portray that is it didn't just like come on like that it's mm -hmm. like it's, it's coming on in the stages yeah that's good yeah i should probably i'm gonna watch that show 
But yeah, so at the end of the day, it you know, it's good that the disease name itself is getting out there, but hopefully they keep it to a like a minimum of how drastic or dramatic it has to be. Yeah. So I don't know. Anything else? I do not have anything else. That's uh that's all I got for Hollywood. So So in our last thirty seconds. Yeah, do you wanna say it? Get it right, Hollywood. I think they may have, but in our last 30 seconds, I'll leave you with this. Whether you decide to watch shows that include people with Parkinson's, such as Michael J. Fox, his documentary, still, um, it's totally up to you. But just please remember that people that you see that are on TV with Parkinson's, symptoms are definitely exaggerated because they're on TV and they're showing uh, their nervous stress, I'm sure, is bringing all that stuff out. So just be mindful of that and also how long people have had Parkinson's. So those of you that are newbies out there, it's not what it's going to happen to look like overnight. So it's not your grandfather's Parkinson's. It's not your grandfather's Parkinson's anymore. And with that, we'll see you next time. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast you are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.